Michael, the fair income man, and you've got rocks in your head. Good evening on this Monday night, this chilly Monday night here in Melbourne, the home of AFL football. It's Daggers and Polonsky here tonight for the Meters Gain podcast, a special episode, our second edition of our list management episode. We've just concluded round 21, a very weird round of football and probably for some supporters, Daggers, not a great round of footy. Look, if you're an Essendon supporter, you're probably not happy with their performance, but uh, yeah, um, not much needs to be said. I think the media's already said enough about them. I think so, and uh, so we're not going to cover Round 21 too much, and I think the ruse as well for those fans out there, probably not too happy with their team's performance, among a few other sides as well, but list management is what we're doing today. Before we get underway, big news of the day, uh, Jared Ruffhead, of course, Daggers mm-hmm. announcing his retirement, something we all expected. Yep. Uh, thoughts on Jared? Did you have any comments? Uh, yeah, I'm very happy he's getting a retirement game. Uh, there was a brief moment where it looked like he might not actually be getting a farewell game and he ended up playing in Box Hill on the weekend with long sleeves and none of the players in Canberra in the snow were able to wear long sleeves so I think he was just taking the piss there um, Jared Ruffhead, what an unbelievable career, I mean, he played in four premierships um, he overcame cancer twice and still played 283 games I think he'll end up with uh, obviously captain the club um, I was at his debut game. It was round three, 2005, against Essendon, where Essendon won in a decision that would have been overruled by the by the VAR or whatever we call it, <laughs> the goal review system now. Um, so, yeah, obviously really decorated career. And, um, yeah, congrats to the man. Hopefully he moves to... Hopefully he becomes a development coach or some assistant coach somewhere because he definitely has a capacity. No, you'd have to say he'd be welcome anywhere and be a great asset to any club. He's had, again, yeah, a marvellous career. I second that motion. Uh, and I think he's one of the really good guys off the field as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. It was really well liked. Um, I remember uh, whenever Hawthorne would have their celebration days after the premiership, they'd all be completely hungover, but they would be sleeping over at Jared Ruffhead's house, who was really close to Glen Ferry Oval. Um, so, yeah, you know, he, he always had everyone over. Um, obviously three years in a row it looks like it but yeah it was it, it was really well liked and um yeah the club's better off for having him at the club no that's right and we wish him all the best for what we believe will be his last game this week uh against the suns so hopefully all the hawks fans can get down there but on the meters game podcast tonight as i said off the top we're going back to our list management Daggers, yourself and me. Last time it was you and the horse, Baron, who is mm-hmm. up in the snow as we speak for work commitments this week. I feel like all of Australia is up, up, up in the snow. So yeah, I'm not that's even sure right. what that means he is. Uh, so what he's missing tonight, Sher is also being ridden at work. Um, <laughs> he's been, Yeah, well and truly. So he is not with us. Uh, so it's me and you, which are really, I think, we're the viewers' favourites at the moment, aren't we? Oh, easily. <laughs> Too easy. I think so, but we'll get into it. So the three teams we're going to do tonight. Last time we did the Blues, the Demons, and the and who did we do? Your Gold Coast the Suns. Gold Coast Suns. We're Your going the three teams above them as the ladder currently stands. So we're going to go through the Saints, the Swans, and the Kangaroos. Let's start off with St Kilda. Do you think Sydney first though? They're fourth last. Would you okay, we can go through the Swans first. I just had the Saints on my list, but we can go through the Swans first. That's uh, fine with me. No, no, okay. Fine. Yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll do it in order like what we did last episode, I think. No, that's fair. So fourth bottom currently uh, occupying 15th spot on the ladder of the Sydney Swans. Let's get yeah. stuck into it. And just for the viewers' disclaimer, this is uh, these are separate um, ideas that have been raised by myself and Mr. Polonsky. Uh, completely separate, no collaboration at all. And pretty much we're just picking out 
three key elements for the team that they should be focusing on in the offseason uh, in terms of either trading in a player, trading out a player, extending a contract, stuff like that. So pretty much just lists of three for each team and, yeah, going from there. Yep. And um, we think we'll, we'll do yeah. a little summary of each team, how we think they've fared, yeah. what their, how their list currently stands as well, what we like, don't like about it potentially. Yeah. But I'll start with you, Dagas. What do you sort of like about their list at the moment? or, or, or Where do the Swans stand? We know they're, they're building, they're rebuilding a little bit. Yep. I think their young, high-end talent are still young and that's a key element that um, players like Heaney Mills, uh, Alir Alir, Jordan Dawson, Papley, you know, Will Hayward, uh, Ollie Florent, these sort of early draft picks, obviously Nick Blakey, first-year player. All these players are still young and you can build a team around them. Um, what I'm concerned about at the moment is their midfield stocks. Uh, Heaney hasn't gone through the midfield like what, what was expected early in his career, same with Mills. And so, you know, the, the brunt of the work is still on Josh Kennedy's shoulders. Uh, Dan Henry left. Luke Parker's still playing good. You know, Jared McVeigh's retired. He wasn't really midfielder, but, you know, he kind of rotated in there potentially. Um, you know, just a few players that are really at the end of their career and no real gun midfielder that's coming through. Uh, you know, Luke Parker's pretty much their young midfielder at this stage, and he's, what, 27 or so? so yeah, well, he, amazing that he's only 26, 27, yeah, considering... amazing career But so you'd have to wonder how much his body... People yeah. talk about Paddy Cripps and the workload that yeah. he carries on his shoulders. I think Luke Parker is similar. I know he's had Joey Kennedy with him for a long time, but yeah. um, he's a player that is always in the trenches. So I'm pretty much the same as you. Really like the young core. I think they've got about 10 good young players that you can see, mm-hmm. and they would hope that are going to be 10-plus-year players. That includes Heaney, Mills, Hewitt, Rowbottom, Melican, yeah. Alir, Blakey, Riley Stoddard, they wrote highly, yeah, who we haven't yeah, seen yeah. much of. Yep. Pa- um, McCartan, Tom McCartan, that is. Yep. Haywood, Florent, and I got Dawson in there as well. Um, I like. I think they've got a fair bit off halfback in terms of options to use, and their midfield and to forward is fairly strong. My dislikes, as I'm exactly with you, I think they need some inside midfield uh, and some more midfield help to with Joey Kennedy now going on 31-32. Yep. Um, Kieran Jack leaving. Uh, and I also think they need some extra options in the key position at both ends of the ground, both yeah, um, forward and back. We, they can't rely on Buddy. He's older. Sam Reed probably not kicking in enough goals and his body's not reliable. Um, whereas at the other end, they're probably a little bit undersized despite some good tools there. All right, so with that said, Daggers, you're going to go through three areas first that you think they should look at from a list management point of view going uh, into the future, and then I'll follow you. So um, give us your first one. Yeah, sure. Well, I found it kind of hard with Sydney, actually, compared to what the task was with myself and Horse last time. Um, With Sydney, I've gone a bit broader, and I've said that the first and most important thing that they need to do is, as I alluded to before, was reduce the average age. So go with a youth policy um, and start drafting some midfielders. Um, there are some players like Kieran Jack who are being, you know, they're kind of getting games. That they're, they're well past it. They're not going to be there for the next premiership. Oh, he's retired. So, yeah, so now he's, you know, he's not going to get any games probably till like for the rest of his career. But yeah, he was getting games and I thought that, you know, it's kind of wasting a spot in a way. But there's no one really else coming through that they would be that excited about in the midfield stocks. Um, so yeah, stop playing players like Kieran Jack, um, potentially even Nick Smith might have to be moved on because he's out of contract and start playing players like Joel Amati in the ruck, who's had a really good kneeful second half of the year. Um, and they definitely just need to go to the draft either this year, next year, you know, both. We know that Josh Kenny's at the end of his career, Jared McVeigh's already retired. So yeah, got to start bolstering that midfield. 
Looking at the 2020 draft, Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden are academy players for next year's draft, who are expected to be around the first to second round mark. So that's not this current draft this coming current up, that's draft. the next one. So they have no one in the academy this year that's worth an early pick. Um, so those are the two players for next year. But in reality, they need to get players in now, while players like Heaney, Mills, Lear, um, Dawson, Papley, while they're still young and you know still have an, enough at least a few good years to you know build around those sort of players, um, especially while Luke Parker, who's you know one of the most important midfielders now, he's still young enough that he's able to produce something while he's twenty seven, and you know you you expect him to go down in about three years, three four years, um, given how durable he is. So yeah, you want to get in players as soon as possible. Um, looking at their picks, they have pick four at this stage. And pick 24, I think it was, or 23, 24. Uh, they have a few later round picks, 40, 52, 57, and 58. But really, you're looking at picks 4 and 23 to make an impact, or like those are the players that they want to hit on. Um, an interesting one is with pick 4, they could easily bid on a player called Tom Green. He's tied to the GWS Academy, sort of in the Patrick Cripps mould. And the reason why they would bid on him is, yeah, he's a New South Wales local. And I feel that Kinnear Beatson would be a bit of a... Uh, he would hold a bit of a grudge after GWS bid on Nick Blakey last year. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if Sydney would bid on him just to, you know, piss him off a bit. Well, fair's um, fair with GWS's bid last year, Daggers. He went, he went a little late than fair. I thought, so... Yeah, completely fair. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Sydney did that. Um, GWS will accept the bid regardless of where you put it. So it won't really change anything. Um, sadly for Sydney, um, players like Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson are probably out of reach. They're probably one and two at this stage. Uh, so really it's a question mark of who they bring in at pick four. Um, you know, there's players like Caleb Sarong, who's kind of in a Robbie Gray mold, or do they look at someone like Lockie Ash, who's a really dashing player or Brody Kemp, who's like this match winning third tall forward tall midfielder, hybrid, modern player, um, or is that too early for him because he just did his ACL? Like, there's a lot of these thoughts about what they should do. So, um, yeah, I think they just need to get midfielders in and, um, yeah, use use their early picks on midfielders. So, is that it from you, Dagger? No, that's some... just one. Oh, that's just one. Yeah, okay. the other two are quicker, I promise. <laughs> um, the second one, I think they should trade out Zach Jones. Um, there is clear interest in him in Victoria. And if you're likely to get another second-round pick for either this year or for next year for the points for Goulden and um, Campbell, then, yeah, go for it because um, clearly he's not like he's, he's not keen on staying in Sydney by the sounds of it. So, yeah, just get sell him while he's still young and, you know, get some currency out of him. Um, what I was thinking is, say, they trade him to Melbourne and, you know, they can get a second-round draft pick. Melbourne have pick 20 at this stage. And obviously they'll be pushed out with potentially Gold Coast priority and the um, Tom Green bid and stuff like that. So, you know, that goes up to say 22, 23. But if they can use their, their current second rounder, Sydney, and the Melbourne second rounder, then, you know, they have two picks in the 20s. And historically they've been good at drafting in the 20s with and they people can, like they Dan Hanbury and Luke Parker. Well, they can package those up to get even higher in the exactly. draft. Exactly. Um, so that's that's another point. Um, my third point is to extend a Lear Lear out. Uh, yes, he still has two years on his contract. He's a free agent at the end of 2021 season, but I reckon the WA clubs will come to him really strongly. 
Um, who knows whether you know Fremantle, what they have, is Alex Pierce going to be durable enough to even stick around by then? Um, you know, same with West Coast. Can they afford to pay Brass and McGovern and, you know, all the other stars? So, you know, I think the WA clubs could easily come come for him and as well any other club in the AFL. Um, statistically, he is one of the most underrated key defenders in the game and, you know, he could get a better compensation elsewhere. So I think just, you know, maybe add a couple of years to his contract um, just because you know what you're getting out of him. Um, yeah, that's my three. What, do you, what have you got? I like it. So you've gone a heavy draft focus and a literally the key there and Zach Jones as well. Zach Jones does feature with me, but what I've said is I've gone a little bit more down the path of getting players in yep. who are currently playing the game. I think a really good fit for them. Into, and we know the Sydney culture is just about the best going around. Are we, yep. Can we agree on the that? Bloods, yep. I think a Will Brody is a massive get for them. Okay. Again, yep. The game against Carlton, he had, I think, nine or ten clearances that game. We know he's an inside mid. Um, lacking a little professionalism, work ethic, you name it up at the Suns. Yep. A career move to Sydney. Not that he's from there. He's a Victorian boy. But I think a career move to Sydney, something like a jo- Joey Kennedy did, mm-hmm. could be magnificent for him to learn under his tutelage. Yep. I, like um, I think that. And he's really the player that they want. Um already had a couple of years in the gym so Will Brody for me is a big one another one um, the other thing Dino yes we know the Swans have cap room Tippett's yes. contract is fully off the books yeah, now that's true, yeah. um, and a few of the retiring players who wouldn't have taken up that much room Grundy Jack and McVeigh they're now gone mm-hmm. so they've got cap room Make of, make of it what you will. They were chatting to, to Joey Danaher. By no means do I think he will be in the Harbour City next year. But Howie. they tried to get Darcy Moore last year, the Swans. Yep. The players I would target, key position-wise, potentially a Jack Darling type to come up forward. And this is part of, what uh, should I say, uh, trading Sam Reid and also trading Zach Sam Jones. Reed. I think yep. they should get rid of Sam Reid and trade Zach Jones. Um I really like Zach Jones, and I don't think they're going to want to trade him, but I think they've got enough competition for spots there that they can cover him and get something for him. Yeah. Um, so, But I would definitely trade Sam Reid because, A, I think his currency's actually gone up a little bit this year because he's been able yeah. to play a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and But he just doesn't do enough for me in terms of taking a key defender, especially when Franklin's out. They just don't have enough up forward for me. And I think if they can attract maybe a Ben Brown away from North Melbourne, a Jack Dowling, an Aaron Norton I've got down. These are all players under contract. Yeah. And we don't know if they're looking at them or not. These are just mm-hmm. the sort of... But Sydney have made big moves in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more than reasonable to expect them to do another one again. They're the three I would look at to play key tall yeah. for them. Um, key backs, I would look at going for someone like an Alex Keith or mm-hmm. potentially Jackson Nelson, who's actually a Geelong boy can offer him a little bit more um, places yeah. uh, than his time at West Coast. He's, he's played games for West Coast, but he hasn't been yep. there consistently for all 22 games. Had some injuries, of course. The other one, Daggers, mm-hmm. is I did mention... Um, who did I mention? Oh, Will Brody is a midfielder. <laughs> the other one I reckon they could do a real big thing on is a James Warple type of um, oh, move. Nice. Well, no chance, but if they offer him some big figures... Uh, he's been very, very good. He's the exact player they want. I've put in a Degoe, although I don't think he'll go up to Sydney. 
Um, why not have a bid for Coniglio? I don't think he'll go across town, but why not offer him yeah. a buddy type deal if, if that's what they've done before? A Brad Crouch potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a complete inside mid is Brad Crouch, but these are the sort of names that we see on the table mm-hmm. that are potentially spoken of under contract. So by no means do I think they're willing to go to the Swans, mm-hmm. but if I was Sydney, I'd be looking at some of those names. So um, I just think they'll go for a big name midfielder and potentially a big name forward or back up each end but I would certainly trade Sam Reed and Zach Jones because mm-hmm. I think they've got some currency um, the uh, the third option I've got is and I think it's really important for the Swans and you touched on it was Ruckman yep so Sam Naismith has been injured for the best part of 18 to 24 months yep. he's their yes. number one tap Ruckman people don't know that but if he was fit and healthy he'd be playing He's currently 27, hasn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. Sinclair injured, he's 29. They don't really have much else other than the man you mentioned in the knee fall. So Darcy Cameron and um, Darcy Michael Knoll. Grassy Knoll, Shannon Knoll. I'd, I'd be looking to go to the draft, and if they can get yeah. the best young Ruckman in the draft, develop him while Naismith hopefully comes back next year for them. Yep. Uh, you can learn under a couple of Ruckman, because Ruckman take time. Yep. So while they're in their late 20s, let them Ruck teach the young fella. By the time they go, he mm-hmm. can be ready to slot in. So... so. Yeah, so Jack Darling contracted up until the end of 2025, which is unbelievable. It's probably the longest contract in the AFL. Um, so that's uh, that he, looks he like it, be, you would have to pay quite a bit just to he's get him a on board. Vic boy, isn't he? Or is he a Perth boy? I think he's a Perth boy, but yeah. I the Bulldogs have been linked, but I just yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see. Another one even up back is maybe Griffin Logue. Yeah, Griffin Logue, I think, would be gettable. Yeah, and, um, I don't, I don't think he'd be happy it. in WA, even though he's from WA. Um, speaking about the Ruckman idea, so... The top ruck player in this draft is Luke Jackson, who's in the, I would say, Brody Grundy mould. Um, I'm not sure if he's as comprehensive as a ruckman, but he is from a basketball background, is really athletic, like good around the ground, stuff like that. So um, he he would be expected to be drafted probably around 15 or so. So if Sydney, you know, trade out their pick or, as you said, bundle the picks with Zach Jones and their pick 23 and push up the draft, something like that. So, yeah, Um that, that could be a possibility, yeah. We'll move on, but just as you mentioned Brody Grundy, I'll ask you this quickly. Mm. What would be stopping Sydney from offering Grundy a Franklin-type deal? Uh, I think Sydney are pretty big on analytics, and I think that Grundy, seeing as he's a ruckman, isn't actually worth a million dollars a year. So I no, think that... I'm not, but, but years. But he would have he to wants be. years. He wants you would have to six move or seven. Yeah. Would you yeah. not offer him that? He's 24, 25. You would have to pay more to move him interstate and um yeah he's still young so roughly seven years of good of like good footy ahead of him you would assume um, sydney is a club that can move anyone from anywhere we've seen players sydney can who do are it. not from new south yeah. wales go there and it, become it very wouldn't successful. shock me if sydney were able to do it but i think Brody grundy sounds like he's pretty set in melbourne uh the question mark is what happens if collingwood don't offer him more than three years because three years is a really short time yeah. for someone who has already performed really well. well he's their best been, player. Yeah, and he's been durable. Um, mm. That's him. That's an important point. But yep. yeah, can, can they afford him in the future? That's, that, well, that's, that's a right. question. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. I like who's, it from you. So um, who's next? Some good thoughts there. Was who it, have you got next? Was it North or is it St Kilda? I think it's the, the Kangas. Yeah, Kangas. Uh, want me to go? Uh, well, let's just speak a little bit quickly about their list. Yeah. Um, the North think? Melbourne Football Club. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, they have some elements there that are like some exciting young players, but I've said it earlier in the year. I'm not that if I'm a North fan, I'm not that excited about what's coming through. Um, 
you do have some high-end talent in players like Taron Thomas and Jai Simpkin. Obviously, Ben Brown's an absolute gun. Uh, you know, there's some middle-range players like Cam Zerha and Nick Larky who have started performing really well. Um, but outside of that, there's still a pretty heavy reliance on older, more senior players, aka Ben Cunnington, Jack Siebel, Scott Thompson, Todd Goldstein, um, you know, these sorts of players. So I'm kind of confused about their list. They're they're a bit middle of the road at the moment, so I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excited if I'm a North fan, but yeah, having said that, it can change around pretty quickly if they can finally recruit someone who is noticeable and you know someone who can make a difference like what Sean Higgins did when he moved from the Bulldogs to them so yeah that, that's my thoughts what about you well I just don't see that I think they have a few young talented players uh, Luke Davies Uniac I, I really rate highly yeah uh, some people say he hasn't come on yet but he's only in his second year and he, I think he's shown plenty of glimpses yep. what he can do um, but their talent is not as deep in terms of their young talent as say a Sydney that we've just mentioned and some other sides in and around them on the ladder yeah um, so they're I'm not sure where the Kangas sit they're kind of in no man's land yeah I'm not I'm a saying, massive yeah. fan of them getting rid of a player like Higgins um, I just don't think it will happen. Um, I think he's too invested in the club. They're invested in him. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one thing I like about the, the Kangas, or in fact, I love about the Kangas, the way they play. <laughs> yeah. I think they play the most brutal game in the in the competition. The st- style that they play, yeah. that real shinbone style. When you play against the Kangas, you're coming off sore. That's, that's how I see every team. Well, that's how they played when they started with Reshaw. They've been and Brad bit, Scott. I thought. Uh, it's. Uh, I feel like the last couple weeks, time. it's definitely gone down. Um, it's gone down. Okay, yeah, but. Yeah, maybe let's put that to you mm. know fatigue from the whole year, young young list or something like that. But they, oh, the thing that they lack, I think their bottom six is average, yeah, best, bottom and I think they be. just don't have enough coming through the the mm. in the key tools and ruck division. Uh, again, as you said, too heavily reliant on some of their senior players, but I don't think they should move all of them on no. just because they need to keep what they stand for as a club and they need to be competitive at the end of the day because we know yeah, they've not got the largest membership base yeah. and if they were to fall completely off like, say, a Carlton have, mm. that could be really disastrous for them as a club. So ship I'm not going to say tacky. ship off a lot of their, their top players. One or two, I think they can. Um, di- I guess some dislikes that I have on them as we've just mentioned they are old especially in key areas of the of the park uh, Robbie Tarrant for me is an All-Australian Scotty Thompson's gone now mm-hmm. I think Magic Door will slot in next year but who's who's coming through after those you've got Durden well Sam Durden's out of contract at the end of this He'll year stay. I can't he's been around anything. for four years I think it is yeah five years maybe um, and he hasn't shown too much. And then there's Ben Mackay, Harry Mackay's twin brother, who has been playing in the VFL pretty much his entire career. This is his fourth year now. He is still contracted for another two years, but he is not doing that well in the VFL, I don't think, and clearly not getting a game at AFL level. So I'm mm. not sure, you know, the jury's still out on Ben Mackay. And they've got some um, other players yeah. uh, who are that in their, their prime in terms of age, but not mm-hmm. offering enough. And those names are Mason Wood, Taylor yeah. Garner, uh, yeah. even Atley. What do you do with players like him? Um, Aaron Hall's 29, had obviously had off-field issues this year, yeah. so we don't want to speak too much about that. Dom Tyson, they recruited, has barely played a game. Yeah, a lot um, of injuries. So there a lot of injuries as well, but there's some pl- some list gaps as we know. Yeah. So oh, again, we'll start off with yourself. What are some of the three or the three top things you would do if you were the North Melbourne list manager who was going to be Brady Rawlings? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, first thing I'll do is extend Ben Brown's contract. It's pretty much a gimme. Um, he's out of contract at the end of next year. 
and clearly you can build a forward line around him. He is shown to be reliable, consistent, and yeah, I I think that'd be silly not to even think about it. I think just avoid the whole issue with not free agency, but just a player out of contract. He's not free agent yet at the end of next year, but just avoid the whole scenario before you can, you know, before it gets to the media and before it becomes, you know, whole media storm that he's going to be out of contract. Just, just extend him now. Um, he's clearly going to be there for another few years. Um, so yeah, I would just extend him, give him the Jack Darling contract. Um, and, uh, yeah, the second thing I'd do is also, so my issue with them is they haven't been able to recruit high, like big names. Um, so I'm not really focusing on them trying to trade in players. I'm just trying to focus on them keeping their core players at the moment. And I think they need to extend Todd Goldstein's contract for another year. Um, because he's clearly their number one Ruckman. I mean, you have Tom Campbell in the reserves who's done well. And I think he got another contract. But he's, you know, he's not the number one ruckman. He's not the long-term answer either. Of course. Um, and I don't think they really have any other ruckman coming through. So, you know, I think they just have to re-sign Todd Goldstein. Don't let him go to St Kilda or whatever was touted earlier this year. Just just sign him up for an extra year. He's out of contract end of this, this year. He's obviously, what, he's 31 or so, 32 maybe. Um, so, yeah, just... Give him one year contracts, but you just need him still. Um, they're not they're not recruiting in any ruckman. Um, and my third thing is, I think they should go for Alex Keith. They have um, we spoke about the defenders. So Scott Thompson's retiring. Uh, Robbie Tarrant's old. He's still playing, but he's old. Um, you also have players like Jamie McMillan, who are you know average players who are still in the side. Then you have players who haven't come on, like Sam Durden and Ben Mackay, who are first round draft picks, and well. Durden was a first-round draft pick. I think Ben McKay was in the 20s. Um, so I think they go for Alex Keith at this stage. They have picked 23. Does 23 get it done? Alex Keith nearly, it could have been All-Australian this year if he didn't get injured. Um, and it seems like the writing's on the wall with Keithy because he's not being played and he is fit. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. But yeah, um, I would use their second rounder for Alex Keith might as well just get another defender back there and um, solidify the defense. Yep. Those are my three. What about you? I like it. Well, I've said a must keep. So I'm not saying get rid of, as I said off the top, I'm not saying get rid of all their stars. Keep Zeebel, Cunnington, Anderson, Higgins, uh, Brown, Tarrant. They're their main players. And of course, Polek, Pittard, those other who are probably paid well and they're better players. McDonald as well. Um, the one player I actually think they should trade is Todd Goldstein. I think he's had a magnificent okay. year. Um, don't get me wrong. I think there's plenty of merit in keeping him. But I reckon if you trade him to the GWS Giants, yep. who are in that premiership window, and unfortunately for them, Shane Mumford and Dawson Simpson, whether in combination or on their own individually, mm-hmm. ain't getting the chocolates done for them. So um, I would certainly trade Goldstein while he's got maybe two, three years left, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, and the players I'd be looking at extracting from the Giants... And this, because I, I mean, people can argue, will you take draft picks from them? Well, I think there's enough young talent there that you can actually poach off them. Um, the players I'll be looking at are guys like Aiden Bonner. Yep. yep. Uh, any of their small forwards, which I don't think North have much of, so it could be a Lloyd, a Langdon, a Hill, uh, a Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, or their young midfielders, a Jackson Haightley, a Jai Caldwell, just drafted last year, I know. Mm-hmm. But if you offer something where competition yeah, for places in that midfield... 
um, you can potentially get them in. So I'd be looking at trading Goldstein to the Giants because I just think I could see him yeah. as a good fit there. So um, And try and get some assets in return, some youth, as youth. we know. Um, the other thing is I think North need to keep doing what they've done over the past couple of years is just offer bucket loads of money to some of the big names of the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm going to the jo- I've got a, quite a few names listed here. One is Jack Martin of the Gold Coast, yep. of the Gold Coast Suns. They don't really have Taron Thomas is their forward midfielder. They don't really have too much other than him, yep. who's crafty. Offer him a bucket load. We know he's probably leaving mm-hmm. uh, again. Bro, if you're going to lose Goldstein, uh, why wouldn't one on offer Brody Gundy whatever he wants? Mm. Um, Jamie Elliott, I'd look at the other one. Dino, I've got, and these are just rattling off a few names here. Sean Darcy is a backup ruck potentially to come back to Victoria. Yep. I, I put in. Yeah, um, long boy. Brad Hill. How old do you think he is? Uh, for was 27? I yeah, think? he's 26, 27. So he's younger than what I thought. Um, he's in his absolute peak of his powers at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, why would you not offer him a, a massive deal? We know he's probably going to be coming back yep. to Victoria. Um, Jordan Degoe, I'd have a crack again out of contract. <laughs> I'd just keep having a crack. Darcy Moore. Uh, and the big one that I've come up with, Lockie Whitfield. Oh, no way. So no I don't think these players are all gettable for the <laughs> no, Kangas, but so, why not it. shake the competition up yep. and offer big money? They did it with Martin. They tried that Kelly. Yep. Don't tell me that Dustin Martin and Josh Kelly didn't think about it. We know they mm. did. So eventually they're going to get a couple of the Kangas. They got Polek. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not on that same level, but they're going to get someone eventually or multiple. So they're the sort of players I'd be targeting. Mm-hmm. I want them to keep throwing the money out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was I also had to trade Garner and Wood. Garner and Wood, both yep. of them. Both of them, whether separately or in the same trade. I'd be looking at players from Port. Okay, why Port? Uh, well, I just think Sam Gray is very gettable. Uh, out of contract. Yep. And he's a small four that potentially that Kangas could use. And Carl Amon is someone who I think's uh, grown his level this year. Uh, strongly linked to Hawthorne last year. Yep. Wanted assurances over playing time this year and has certainly got that from Ken Hinckley. Yep. Uh, Victorian boy, so... Um, why mm-hmm. not have him on the outside with a pole? Like he uses it okay, Amon. Um, but because you're not really getting much out of Garner and Wood at the moment, to be honest. If you're a Kangaroos fan, you'd be um, disappointed with Wood, and you're not in the Premiership sure. window either. So why would you keep players like that? Um, maybe Garner might turn the corner. Garner yeah. they like because he's hardness and all that sort of thing. Yeah, he should be playing more, but he's had some injuries and things. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be one or the other. Um, you just you could feel it that if you were North fan and they traded out Mason Wood you could just see Mason Wood just thriving somewhere else mm. and you know North Melbourne just regretting the decision completely yeah. yep. I really wouldn't surprise me uh, my question mark with yeah again the Goldstein thing is who goes as their Ruckman then um, well I mean my third option as, as yep. you just pointed yeah, sorry, out well, yep. I'd still be looking at trading players like those that I've just mentioned for players that are on the fringe at their current clubs but have played a lot this season, potentially an Ivan Soldo at the Tigers. Yep. Is he gettable? Can you offer him a first rock spot? I think he's done fairly admirably yep. in Nankervis's uh, absence. Um, yeah, he's out of contract. Yep. So players like that. I even thought maybe a Josh Jenkins who's certainly going out of the Crows. Uh, could he play that second fiddle to Ben Brown? Um some other players, even from Richmond, Dan Butler, Liam Baker. Can you offer them some playing time that they may not necessarily get? Tom Papley from the Swans. Could you offer him a deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some players. I think they're well and truly in the space to not fully go to the draft, but get some players in from other clubs who are on the fringe. Yeah. Um, Griffin Logue, uh, Nakai Cocker too. 
Uh, Ed Langdon, I know, we think he's going to the Demons, yep. um, but why not offer him a little bit more to make him rethink? Braden mm-hmm. Sire as well, I've listed. Um, so there's quite players. a few. Of, I've just these are players <laughs> that I think would slot into North's team to be honest. Yeah. Um, small well, what do you forward, think? Small forwards they lack. What do you think's their biggest like Deficiency? problem at the moment? Yeah. Uh, outside run, I think, is limited and good ball yeah. use. We got yeah, Pollock they and just key, recruited key last year. So depth in the key yeah. stocks. So Ruckman and and at both ends. Yeah, I think the best decision, uh, the best idea that you had, yeah, Carl Amon. I reckon you could get him cheap, plop him yep. on a wing, yep. and um, you don't have to pay um, Brad Hill that much and I think I mean with Carl Amon obviously he's not Brad Hill but you know are you really getting you know say you're paying Amon 200 250 and you'd have to pay yeah. Brad Hill 800 yeah it's really worth the difference probably not and for those that are listening they might think oh why am I so into the recycle players well the reason why I'm into the recycle players for North is because I just don't see them going to the draft or being able to get into the draft with the list that they have because if they trade some of those big names for them. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the depth there to actually cover for them and keep them competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want a club like that to get blown out consistently mm. um, just because I fear for them as a club uh, and a membership base, they can't really afford to be on the bottom for too long. So yeah. that's my reason for them going into the recycled mold a little bit whilst also yep. going to the draft at the same time. Yep. But I don't want them to fully reset. From my point of view, I just don't think that will be beneficial yeah. for them. So you think, say, trade out Todd Goldstein? Yeah, I definitely agree. GWS and... Even Essendon would come knocking. Yeah, um, they might pay a higher premium than you should mm. for a thirty-one-year-old. Get get a Draper in. Um, yeah, well, I know he's just yeah. signed, or um, he was offered a big deal by the Saints, but um, but clearly they need Ruckman both teams, and you know, yeah, you could easily see if you put him on the table that someone would front up a second rounder, mm. something like that. Yep, and yeah, Ivan Soldo and Marbio Chol are out of contracts. You would target Soldo because he's, you know, not getting the consistent game time that he probably deserves. Well, they need a proper full-time ruck. Charles yeah. more of a dual ruck forward. Yeah, well, even someone like Paddy Ryder or, I'll just throw it out, Scott Lysett, who's, yeah. like, they've both been on the outer already at Port Adelaide. Yeah, well, so Laddams I think is Paddy Ryder, through. yeah, Laddams has been really good. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously a few names there that you could throw up. Yeah, um, yeah interesting one. I like it. All right, is so is that North Melbourne? Are we happy covering that set off? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you, you covered it pretty well. Beautiful. How are we running for time? Very well. Yeah, ready All to right. go to sleep early. After, <laughs> it's currently 20 to 8, so we're going well. Uh, <laughs> the St Kilda Football Club. Yep. What a win on the weekend for them. Yeah, one point win over Fremantle well, uh, in Melbourne. Something for the fans to cheer about. It's, um, yeah. You'd rather win those games than lose them, Daggers. They've you not would rather moved, win regardless. They've not moved up or down on the ladder, so it hasn't affected their draft position. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, and Brett Ratton looks to be doing okay. Yeah. Um, things I like about the Saints, sorry, I'll lead us off. I don't see their list as bad as other people. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really, really like their midfield group, led by Seb Ross. You've got Gresham and Billings, who are, real, who are real class for me. Yep. Uh, Gresham's still just 22, I think, so... Um, for people thinking that he's not doing enough, he's still yeah. young. Billings has really come a, come a, a long way in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, as I mentioned, still I think is fantastic for them. Mm-hmm. Does a bit of that defensive tagging role, but also wins the footy plenty uh, himself. Hanabry is interesting for me this year, Dad, because I know he hasn't played a lot, only three games, but mm-hmm. he's actually been quite good in those uh, three games. He had games. a good, good game on the weekend, yeah. Um, people, and including myself, were pretty worried about his injury history going over. Um, if he can stay fit, which is obviously the main thing, we at least know now from his three 
games this year. His output on game day is actually okay. Mm. Um, so that's okay. Luke Dunstan cops a bit of flack that I think is a little bit unwarranted, but he's going all right, out of contract. Mm. Uh, Jack Sinclair is one that I think can play, but they're not getting enough out of, mm-hmm. especially in the absence of Jack Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be mindful that the Saints, I reckon, have had just about the worst run of injuries this year uh, as any side. Mm. Um, you look at the players out that uh, they've had. Uh, Webster, uh, Roberton, uh, Geary's been out for a while. The King, uh, a big Matt King. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's plenty of it. Jay Carl's missed a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. Plenty of key position players there uh, or key players in their team that have missed a lot of footy. So um, I think they've actually performed fairly admirably this year. Mm. I love Rowan Marshall. Yep. Uh, yep. He, if he's not already, probably calling a bit early, he will be an A-grade ruckman. Yep. Um, love Hunter Clark off the halfback line. I think uh, Caulfield is on his way as well. I think they've got plenty of good halfbacks to choose from. Uh, midfield is good. They've got some key tools at either end, which are good. Josh Battle's developing nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and up forward, uh, Membry and Bruce are doing fine with uh, King in the background. Uh, my dislikes for them or things that I'm a bit worried about where's Paddy McCartan at we know he's got his uh, mm-hmm. mental health battles at the moment and that's certainly more important Dylan Robertson again his health issues mm-hmm. certainly more important but where's he at Jack Stevens similar um, does he go does he stay uh, lack of depth in the ruck department mm-hmm. um, and they again their bottom six probably not where they'd like it to be um, but I think they're still a very competitive footy side and if they had a full list this year mm. I'll, I'll call it. I reckon they could have potentially made the eight. Yeah, I don't think I agree, but I respect your opinion. Um, yeah, I I think... I'm not saying they would have made the eight, but they would have been there or thereabouts. Yeah, I think they have some good names, but I think they have a lot of dead wood on their list that they need to remove, and I'll, I'll go through that later. But um, yeah, uh, look, Dan Hanbury... I kind of questioned some of their recruiting recently because Dan Hanbury, everyone knew he was injured and yeah. they've given him a five-year contract. You know, he's there till the end of 2023, which is a long time for a player who is coming off a pretty serious injury. On good money too. On good money. Um, they drafted Max King, which I completely agree that they should have because he was a St Kilda fan and is could have easily been the number one pick ahead of Sam Walsh, who's one of the most impressive 18-year-olds that has ever come through the game. Um but, you know, they have a few injury-prone players that they had. And, um, for example, they drafted Jack Bytel last year, who pretty much a, a lot of medic- medicos in a bunch of the clubs ruled him out with a really serious back injury, like didn't want to draft him. And I didn't think that St. Kilda in the yeah. situation that a, team, that a top Take team, a yep. that they can just have a player where they can, that, who can sit in the reserves for a couple of years. I think they need someone to impact straight away. So a couple of those decisions I'm not really a big fan of. No, I certainly agree with that. Um, so I go to my first point and yeah, it was removing the dead wood on their list. Uh, players like Bailey Rice, Billy Longer, David Armitage, Lewis Pierce, Sam Rowe. Um, I feel like Nathan Brown should retire at the end of the year. I'm que- I am I keep on going back and forth with myself about this, whether they should trade out Jake Carlisle. Out of contract this year. Out of contract yet, but... I think that he has proven to be an awful off-field influence. Um, it's hard to build a culture with that sort of player and a lot of injury problems. I still feel like he's a very good player in his day. He was one of the best marks in the AFL, um, but I just don't see them 
I, I don't see them getting anywhere with him on their, on, on that, their list. I'm with you there. They'd have to be disappointed with the return they've got from Billy Longer, uh, uh, who they acquired from the Lions. Yeah, well, he, you know, he was a number seven, number eight draft pick for the Lions. Um, again, I think attitude and work ethic and stuff like that, just, just not up to the level. Um, Lewis Pierce has been there for a few years, but he'll probably be gone. Yep. Um, which is probably why they're trying to recruit a ruckman like Todd Goldstein or Sam Draper. Um, but yeah, I think that they have quite a bit of Deadwood on their list. And you know, if you know you're not going to win a premiership with them, then you really have no benefit in keeping them, especially like if they're not even in your best 22 at the moment. Um, my second thing is I think they should make a play for Adam Tomlinson. Um, we know he's out of contract. I think he's a... I'm not sure if he's restricted or unrestricted free been, agent. Been linked there for a number of years, actually. Has been linked there a number of years, and St Kilda have a lot of cash to splash. So they do. They're just about rumored to be in the market for just about everybody who's on the open market. Sounds like they're just yeah. He's sorry, he's a, a restricted free agent. Um, literally, they're linked with every player by the sounds of it. Uh, but Adam Tomlinson, I think at GWS, I still don't know what his best position is because they have so many good defenders that he's not recognised as one of the best defenders in their team. And they have so many good forwards that they don't need him in the forward line. But that, that's the beauty of him. I think he's one of the game's best utilities. He's a great utility, but I feel like bring him to St Kilda, slot him in straight away as a defender, and you just leave him there. No, um, like he just needs to train one position, essentially. He knows how to be a forward, but I think that you just throw him as a defender and leave him in there. Um, he, yeah, I, I, he's a really good mark of the ball, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think he can just slot in. If you look at their team against Frio last week, they played one key defender. That was Jake Carlisle. Um, Callum Wilkie, I guess, is also recognised as a key defender. But there was one key defender. They had they had named Ben Payton as their fullback, who's, you know, 185 centimetres or something like that. Um, so I, I think they just need a key defender. As well, what bringing in Adam Tomlinson does, it allows Josh Battle to go forward. And I think Josh Battle is a Harry Himmelberg kind of forward. Well, we know he is a forward in terms so of he was drafted as a forward, draft yeah. as forward. Do you think they need him up forward, though? I like him as a forward because I feel like... No, but can... do you think they need him up forward with the um, uh, forward stocks they've currently got? So what have they got? Books? They got... Um, What's his name? Josh Bruce. They got Tim Embry. Um, Matt King in reserve. And McCartan. Yeah, Max We don't King. know where McCartan's yeah, coming McC- back. But, yeah, we don't know. But Max, But either way, I don't think Battle gets ahead of Matt Yeah, King. I think Battle's your perfect third tall forward, which is what Membry is playing. So, yeah, maybe it is a you know just either one of them. But I still really liked him in his draft year as a really dynamic X-Factor kind of forward. A modern-day forward. In, similar to the mould of Harry Himmelberg, and you can see how good Harry Himmelberg is already. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Adam Tomlinson, slot him in, put him in the defensive end and just leave him there. Um, my third thing is their current draft stocks, they have pick five, but then their next pick is in the 50s, so they have nothing in between there. Um, my question there is... It's a is, precarious position to be in, I think. It's not a great position, especially for a team that needs to bring in players. So what I was thinking that they do is trade out pick five to a team, let's say Port Adelaide, who have pick 10 and 29, which based off the draft points, it roughly equates to pick five. And they can use pick 10 on really an inside midfielder because I don't feel like... I feel like they're lucky in that, like a young inside midfielder coming in. 
Um, so I'm thinking play like Devin Robinson from WA, who's arguably the best inside mid in the draft, like a real inside clearance extracting mid, not this like not like a Hunter Clark, like he's, he's more an inside mid. Um, and then they can use pick 29 on whatever they want. So I think, yeah, I think they'd rather bring in two players rather than just one player, especially seeing as this year's draft seems really even between about picks three and say pick 20 or so. So I think you can get a player at pick 10 that it, like if it was another team, they could have picked him at pick five. Like mm. it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so yeah, those were my three things. What, do you, what have you got? I've got quite a few. I don't know if I've got this in order, but uh, a big one you and me, uh, I guess, think that's going to happen, yes. uh, whether it be this year or next year, is Ben King. Yeah. The Gold Coast Suns. Will he come yeah. back to Melbourne and go to the Saints? I think so, and I think you do as well. Yep. Um, would you not trade pick five for him? He was, was pick I, six the year before. That was going to be one of my things. It's yeah, it's just where the Gold Coast actually want to accept the trade. So uh, I would, and yeah. I don't know if the Gold Coast would have much choice or any better offers, but I'd put that on the table, and mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't uh, put any more on it mm-hmm. and get Ben Kean. So that's one thing I'd do. Yep. Uh, number two, as much as I really don't want to do it, uh, I re- I would trade Jack Stephen. And yep. let me tell you why. The game on the weekend made me realize that I was thinking, well. What is he worth? He's 29, mm-hmm. has had a year, unfortunately, largely out of the game with um, off-field issues, and we hope he gets better soon. Um, but he's a four-time best and fairest winner. He was the best and fairest winner in the previous year, so we know his best form it was really not that long ago. We look at other trades of players at a similar age, midfielders uh, who are A-graders that have gone, and you look at Bryce Gibbs and those mm-hmm. sort who get multiple yep. first-round picks. Yeah, similar um, age, yeah. There's no way in hell I would trade Jack Stephen uh, for anything less than a first-rounder. Yep. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, he's probably only worth a second, but we know his home base is in Geelong. He's from that way. Geelong are currently in the flag window. Yep. They've got to pay, I'm sorry, they've got to pay a premium. Yep. If you're in the flag window, you've got to give up assets. So um, there's no way in hell I'd be asking for anything less than at least a first-rounder. And if you're not getting a first-rounder, I'd be looking mm-hmm. at it a high second-rounder. And mm. potentially a Charlie Constable. Yeah. Well, Geelong have pick 18, which kind of suits quite well, like like, like the last pick so in the I would first take round. That. Yep. So that yeah. way, the Saints, if, if they were to get Ben King in for pick five, they'd mm-hmm. still have a round one pick mm-hmm. uh, if Jack Stephen were to go out. Yep. So uh, that's massive. And we also know with the Cats that they're going to have some high picks with mm-hmm. Kelly very, very, I think very likely still to make the move to mm-hmm. WA. Um, so that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two is I think you've got to go really hard for Brad Hill. And yep. this is the trade I'm putting out there. Okay. I'm ready. If, if they were supposedly to get around one pick, not mm-hmm. pick five, mm-hmm. so, but if they could get, say, pick 18 mm-hmm. or around there for uh, Stephen, I'd put that and Jack Noons on the table. Okay. To Frio mm-hmm. for Bradley Hill mm-hmm. and potentially another asset that Frio have, maybe a second round pick back. Or something. I yep. just think Bradley Hill for the Saints, who they've probably been linked to, is would be a massive get. They don't really have too many mm-hmm. midfielders, wingmen uh, that use the ball as good as him. And just might I add, Dino, Bradley yes. Hill, uh, his form's been that good this year. I reckon he's a sneaky chance for the All-Australian. Okay. Yeah, I can't say I've thought about him for all Especially his second half of the year, but yeah. uh, name me a better wingman in the game right now. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's human cluggage. And I think he is so vital to the way Freo have gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, 
I followed Hawthorne very closely, so I know exactly what he's capable of. I think he's actually, he's played at another level yeah. at Freo. I don't think he was playing this kind of form at Hawthorne, even during their premiership years. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, Fremantle currently have picks 8 and 26, so if you're thinking the late pick slide, that would be pick 26 in there. Don't know if the Dockers would give that up with nothing, it, but maybe a third round or Nothing like between 26 and 80 okay. at this stage for them, so it would have to be a future pick, yep. I would assume. Okay. Um, maybe a future third. And, and the reason why I put Noons like there is I just don't yeah, think they're getting enough from him. No, nah, he's um, had a really poor year. He's, um, I mean, I don't know his wage, so, but I'm assuming he'd be on four to 500. Maybe, yeah. I don't think he'd be on any more than that. Yep. Any less, he probably wouldn't be there. So get that off your books. He'll probably command seven to 800. Yep. So your, your net overspend is three there, and I think that's well and truly worth it for a 26-year-old in his prime. Yep. Um, um, yeah. Jack Noons... One of my favourite players coming through the draft because I realised he's born on exactly my birthday to the day, just month and year. Just hasn't lived up to it and probably time to move on yeah, considering... Me, like, yeah. They were touting him as future captain. He was meant to be a good... Yeah. Um, a couple service- of years ago, I think he's just had a really bad year, so I'm not he's exactly... He's serviceable at the moment, but he's he's just not off. Where's the improvement going to be? It's happen? very vanilla at the moment, yep. his performance is very vanilla. No, so that's that's my second one. And the other is, again, this this goes on the recycle players, but the players I'd be looking at bringing in who are out of contract at the end of the year, as we've mentioned quite a few times, uh, Alex Keith, Jackson Nelson. Um, I'd be looking Jackson at Hugh, Hugh Greenwood. Um, don't know if he'll come to Victoria, but I'd be looking at him either way. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking at Sam Jacobs as a backup ruckman with Rowan Marshall. Yep. Uh, or even a Nichols from the Gold Coast Suns, who's been heavily yeah. injury-prone. Um, but certainly not an old Ruckman. If you want more inside mids, I'd go Sire. If they need some, uh, again, back to defence, <laughs> I'd be looking at Josh Walker from the Brisbane Lions, who has shown he can play at fullback, but yeah. Harris Andrews, he's obviously behind in the peaking order. Uh, Ed Langdon's another one, Griffin Logue. Uh, I'm, I'm just naming <laughs> them. The same list but these of are players. the players I'd be looking at. I mean, yeah. they're the ones that are out of contract or on the table. Um, I'd yep. even potentially look at maybe a one-year deal for, say, Puapolo from Hawthorne. Okay. They don't have many small forwards. Um, I know they've got Loney and Parker, but a bit of a premiership experience, a bit of that hard-nodes tackling yep. and um, work ethic they probably lack in their forward yeah. line. So I think he'd be a potentially good addition. And again, I've mentioned him off the top if they need another Ruckman, which they do. And Ivan Soldo, we know, mm-hmm. has been able to play at this level. So mm-hmm. um, they're the sort of players I'll be targeting. I think they're going to get it. They're going to land a couple. It's the Saints. They've got cap room. Yeah. Um, it just depends on who they get. Um, but they'd be the the three things I'd be doing. Uh, I think Brad Hill is a must, and I think Ben King would be massive. And that could allow you, Dino. Mm-hmm. I'd actually keep Nathan, just on Nathan Brown. I'd keep him. I think he's had a good year, even though he's old. Um, I'd keep him. Carlisle, I'd, I'd potentially use, but I don't know what value he has especially out of contract. So I'm not sure what they could get for Jake Carlo, which mm. to me, maybe they re-sign him and hope he stays fit and healthy and, and actually use him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the things I'd be doing if I was the Saints. I don't think their list is in as dire straits as some people think. They've won, what, eight or nine games this year? Uh, I think eight. And with the amount of injuries that we mention off the top, this, yeah. this is my reason for thinking they could have been potentially close for a top eight berth. And obviously, maybe with a different coach, uh, they they could have made the finals. Yeah. Brett um, Radden would have gone. With a full list and maybe a different coach. So I don't think it's all dire straits for the Saints. If they get the next coach mm-hmm. right and they get a healthy list going forward, uh, they'll certainly be a very competitive team. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that is. Yeah. No, I... Uh, yeah, um, I think they have nine wins, actually, 
Yeah, I think looking at the ladder now, nine wins. And just by our, I guess, Goss daggers, yes. Zach Jones is the one that they're really going hard yeah, for. Yeah, so I think Zach Jones and Brad Hill could end up at them, but do, again... Do the they need is, Zach Jones? Oh, You've got another Savage big, there, another Webster coming back from industry, uh, injury, if Robertson comes back. Yeah. Um, Hunter Clark's coming through Caulfield. Do you no, need? I, I do agree. Um, maybe a bit more grunt, but yeah, yeah a bit I'm of not line too breaking. sure. Um, but yeah, himself and Brad Hill are really heavily linked with St Kilda by the sounds of it. Um, again, the question mark is how are they going to do it if they only have pick five and then 55 yeah. or something? So, you know, they will have to split that pick five into something or well, that's why I think go into them. their futures or something like that. That's or, why as I you think, said, um, get the first rounder from yeah. Geelong potentially. But yeah, that's well, still... Do you think he's worth Jack Stephen at 29 years of age? I think I'd go a first largely rounder. out of the game? No, I'd go a first rounder for him. Yeah, if I was Geelong, 100%. Well, well, like the first yeah. round is not going to make an impact for them in the next, say, three years or so, you would say. Yeah. Um, and if their premiership window is now, you know, Ablett's probably in his last or second last year. Um, Joel Selwood's been injury prone. Dangerfield's on the older side. You know, Harry Taylor's going to be out. Tom Hawkins is 30, mm. 31. Um, the thing that impacts they that, need though, to do impact now. If they, the thing they need that plays now, the thing that impacts it is if if Kelly stays, um, I don't think it can happen purely from a salary cap point of view. Yeah, for the and Cats. well, like to be honest. Geelong don't need another midfielder. So, no. yeah, if Kelly stays, then I think it'd be kind of silly for them to go for him because, you know, there's not necessarily a game for you know, a spot for him. Um, potentially takes him in a goal of spot, but then, you know, does that affect Charlie Constable's development? Um, so, yeah, these sorts of things have to be thought about as well when you're looking at the list management space. Um, yeah, but it depends on, yeah, like you said, Tim Kelly, I think. Mm. Well, I think that does it for the Saints. Yep. Uh, and that largely does it for our list management episode this week uh, yes, for the Meters Gain podcast. Did you have fun? That was great. Well, we love I our list management, don't we? So uh, it's always good fun. Purely opinion for those listeners. This is not, um, we, we, I don't know, we're not arrogant about our opinions. It's just <laughs> thought, I guess. And, I mean, and we're always right. But like, yeah, we think we're not got, arrogant about it. We think it. We've, we hear some things that might be true <laughs> and we weigh them up. Um, yeah. But it's good fun to always debate it, and we hope uh, all have enjoyed it. We should say, by the way, I should have said off the bat, Dino. Yes. Uh, it was Sher's birthday over the weekend. It was, yeah. Um, and we had a lovely day out drinking some wine. Yep. Uh, so happy birthday to Sher. <laughs> uh, we hope to see him next week. And, of course, Horse Baron. Yeah, the boys will be back, hopefully. Can get the whole crew. That's it. So um, Another late night. Can't wait. Another late night. That's I love it. my so, late nights. Well, we're on to round 22 this week. Um, yeah, we are. Very interesting to see the finals race. Quick. Yeah. Uh, Essendon could potentially drop out, but we're not going to discuss that now. <laughs> um, the Bulldogs and the Power looking very good. That will do us for the list management episode. Yep. Uh, thank All you, right. Daggers. Thank we'll you for your hospitality. No worries. We'll see you next time. Let's go to KFC. Let's do it. <laughs>